pick it. She lays it off. Teresa Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Yes, driving. What a hit from Melina Rez. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Meet him up. One And uh, welcome back to Radio Dub. We took a week off. I get it. It's weird. We, we're a bit of a floppy show sometimes. So, you know, someone did say to me the other day, Oscar, that we haven't been on for the entire time that the dub season's been on. I corrected them and I wow. said, I corrected them <laughs> and I said, we did have a show in the first week. Yeah. But we had some technical difficulties last week, so we weren't able to to come on as we would have liked. But but we're back now. We're, and back, now. we're back now and I'm, I'm happy to be back. And, you know, some of you who do watch the show on a regular basis would see that Oscar's been a face. He's been a, we've seen him before, but he's he's a bit different this time because usually we have Lockie Flanagan. Yeah, that's right. But you're much younger. Yeah, that's right. And that's it's, right. it's good to have you on. But um, I consumed him. You did. You did he's consume gone. him, yeah. Oscar. And um, I'm excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. Personally. How have you liked the dub season so far? I think the dub season's been great so far. There's yeah. been so many really, really exciting storylines, I think. You know, chief amongst which is, is Western United's early season success, which has shocked everyone. But, you know, it, it's really great. We've got a, a longer season, a, a closer to a proper season, uh, and, and, and the competition's growing, and, and we're seeing the excitement build kind of like with every single game that's being played. No, absolutely, Oscar. And you know what? I said, somebody said, you haven't been on for three weeks, okay? Mm. It's fine. So I said, okay, if that's the, if that's the attitude you're going to bring, mm. when we come back, we're going to have amazing guests. And you know what, Oscar? Back with a bang. Back with a bang. Mm. And you know what, Oscar? <laughs> We've delivered. <laughs> we have delivered. We've got two great guests on. First guest is from Sydney FC. New signing this season. Stanford graduate, I believe. Dad, NFL legend. Yeah. I do have some issues about the teams that her dad played for, but it's fine. It's, it's, you know, you can't, we can't... We can't, we can't <laughs> We can't be picky about it. But uh, we're talking t- about uh, none other than Madison Haley from Sydney FC. Madison, how are you? Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing good. Very uh, good, thank you. So, Madison, I, I, I was going to wait till later in the interview to talk about it, but I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. And the fact, oh, that, no. the fact that your dad is, is it, I am correct, in the, he's in the ring of honour for the Cowboys and the Niners. Uh, yes, I believe so. That's, you see, like, they're just like, just like, it's just upsetting. Like anybody who played for the Cowboys, they're like, go away. I don't want to hear you. Like, you're just upsetting. <laughs> what was it like growing up? Come on, the Cowboys are America's team. They aren't America's team. They're America's team for the past, not the future, not the present. It's not, it's not, it's not happening. It's over. That's fair. That's actually <laughs> it's fair. It's But no, what's it, what was it like growing up in such a sporty household where you're like, your dad's like a legend? Yeah, um, it's definitely a question I've gotten a lot um, just in my in my career and in my life. Um, I guess, I mean, it's the only thing I ever knew, <laughs> let's put it like that. Um, but uh, obviously had uh, numerous advantages. My entire family is extremely athletic. Um, at a young age, my parents put all of us into sports. And they didn't really care what sport. They were just like, you know, find something that you're passionate about. Uh, so my oldest sister played soccer. My brother played soccer and football and eventually in college played football and my oldest sister played soccer in college as well. And then my other sister's a nurse and she's like, nah, sports aren't for me. I'm going to do nursing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, when I was younger, I played uh, soccer and basketball and I I, I hated basketball. I couldn't figure out the rules. Just didn't get it. 
Um, and so, yeah, at a young age, I knew I just wanted the ball at my feet. And uh, my dad was, you know, just happy that I found something that I was passionate about. And obviously he was an American football player. So he's like, he knew nothing about soccer. But now Madison, that I've been playing Madison, long enough. Madison, have you corrected him and told him which one's the right football? Because I feel like that's just a real fundamental game. <laughs> which one is the right football? Honestly, I think that's a losing battle to try to find him <laughs> on that one. <laughs> to be honest, you know, I'm like, you know, you you pick and choose, and that's not one that I, I choose to to fight with him about. Um, but we all know, we all know the truth about that's right. which is the real, which is the real football. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, it was it was fun, and um, I'll always be really appreciative about uh, my dad and and my both my parents, quite honestly, letting me really find my footing in my game on my own and not pushing me to do anything I didn't want to do, and and just being really supportive throughout um yeah my entire career my dad's like I don't know anything about soccer but Mm -hmm. I hope you find people that do you know (laughs) he's like I'm not gonna try to tell you what to do because I don't know it Uh, but he's like I I want you to know I'm here to help you and so yeah that was always really really special well Madison I guess welcome to Radio Darwin the first thing that you get is a grilling about (laughs) yeah wow it's not a grilling I just feel like we couldn't go through this this uh interview you need to get it off your chest I just couldn't you know I couldn't be it couldn't be a good interview. Yeah, I'm just going to be honest. That's right. Yeah, no. We promise we're friendly people. No. <laughs> Look, uh, so, I mean, obviously you, you speak about how much of an impact that your, I guess your father in particular and just having that background has had on you growing up. I mean, so obviously now you've you've moved out to Australia to, to pursue this, this sporting dream full time. How much of that was motivated by the desire to kind of have that fresh start away from all the attention or, or where everyone kind of knows that's who you are? Yeah, that's, that's actually an interesting question. I never really, I guess it never really crossed my mind. So I guess I would take that as a good thing. Um, like I said, my parents are really supportive of my journey and, and they just wanted me to do what was best for me. And it was my decision at the end of the day. Um, and they were just happy that, you know, I found a place that, um, uh, that I felt like I could be happy at, that I could thrive at, and that I could have an impact at. Um, and that's definitely been the case just me being here for two months. I definitely feel that and feel the love here and, and feel at home here. And so, um, yeah, I ended up working out well, but I, I wouldn't say that that was, um, even really something that I was considering, uh, being a determining factor of, of leaving. Um, I really just kind of thought about what I thought was going to be best for me, um, in the timing of things and, and, uh, and ended, ended up that Sydney FC was, was that, um, was the outcome of that. And at this stage, you feel like you made the right decision. Have you enjoyed your first couple oh, of months? Oh, she scored a Sydney? goal. Have you seen the goal? Yeah, I, on, I have seen the goal. Be serious. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it here. It has just been so phenomenal to to be here. Everyone I've met has been lovely. Of course, I'm talking about Sydney FC, um, all the all the staff and, and players, but just really everyone I've encountered since I've been here in Australia. And I've gotten to to explore quite a bit. Um, still so much to do here um, in this amazing city. But yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. And like I said, I definitely feel already very much so at home here. Now, I may be like, I might just be blind on the internet, which is a high possibility. But are you, are you here for the full season? Or are you on? Is it like a, like a half season loan kind of deal? No, I'll be here for the whole season. Okay, see, so that means we're going to get more goals now what's the because i'm all about the goals i appreciate the goals i love a great assist though i am i do love a great assist what is like madison haley's like best goal that she's that's like if you could like create like the best goal what would it be for you 
to be fair, when I scored on my debut, I was telling the girls, they're like, oh, that was such a good goal. You just kind of rocked it high. And I was like, I don't think I ever scored a goal like that before in my <laughs> career. So uh, I was like, that was pretty special. You know, it was going to be special regardless, but to score like that was, was pretty cool. Um, I think I'm waiting for a nice volley goal. I don't mm. think I've scored a volley. So that would be kind of my dream scenario is to, for me to get a volley a goal. That would be pretty sick. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that. I'll be honest with you, Oscar. Yeah. I'm definitely falling. Like, if somebody, like, volleyed the ball into me, like, I'd trip, like, midair. <laughs> it would just be, like, one of those, like, go for the scissor and, and then I would end up on the floor and I would become a meme, <laughs> like, on the internet. And mm. I just don't think I could handle that. But <laughs> so we go back to Sydney FC. What's it like being around, you know, because obviously in the A-League women's, it's, a lot of players come from all over, really, to play. But we do have a large contingent of um, Australian players playing at these clubs. What's it been like? you know, adapting like culturally, what are things that you found that's like, oh, this is so different? Uh, well, like I'd say the, the slang and the certain lingo, like I, there were certain things I had no idea, like our coordinator texted our, our group message and we did a, a change of time for our training. And he was like, you know, it's not gonna be in the morning. It's gonna be in the, the our, 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 our. <laughs> I was like, what is, what is that? I was like, is that, a, I just thought it was a typo. And then I, I go to training and I ask the girls and they're like, no, that's just what we say for afternoon. I was like, oh, okay. I had no idea. So it's been a lot of um, me trying to pick up on some of the certain words they use that are different. Um, but yeah, I've had, luckily I've had some of the girls like Taylor Ray was coaching me up and trying to help <laughs> me learn what these words mean. Uh, as well as, you know, when we're in the physio and, and in prehab. So, yeah, luckily I've had some of the girls trying to to help me out there and then giving me recommendations on Australian food to try because they're like, you know, go to Woolies and, and you need to try Tim Tams or you need to try this. And I'm like, I didn't even know what Tim Tams were until, you know, they're telling me have these you, things. So, yeah, have you I'm, now discovered that they're the greatest um, chocolate, uh, piece of chocolate food in the world? Is that what you discovered? You know, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. See, Oscar, I don't know if I could give it that. Stop the interview. Madison's no, no. I don't know what Madison's doing, but Madison, we no. Come on, be honest with yourself. Like I get it. The Americans got some great treats there. I get it. But you know, the Tim Tams are the best. They're great. They're good. They're good. Okay. I'll give them that. I'll give them a solid like eight out of ten. I, I, eight, eight, yeah, eight or nine out of ten. So what tops that list though? What's the ten out of ten chocolate in your life? I mean, I haven't, I, to be fair, I don't eat chocolate a lot, yeah, but I feel like Godiva chocolate athlete. would yeah. probably be one of the top brands, I feel like, for chocolate. I would say Godiva, but that's like the only... What's Godiva? I'm that's glad you said that. I don't know either. Like, fully American? Like, what, what's Godiva? Look Os- it up. Oscar, <laughs> smoke that up, please. Yeah, we can't look, look like full... I think it's like actually a Swiss, Swiss brand. I could also be making that up but it's very popular <laughs> in the states okay but it's really good 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 really, diver really good diver it sounds like yeah. mate but like they've just tried to rip it off there are good diver shops here in melbourne there oh, you go yeah, we're, we're just say, uncultured like, okay we, 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 we all, we all <laughs> yeah. need to try it oscar yeah, and, evidently. okay yeah so you guys go try it and then we can rehash this debate okay okay, okay. Yeah, no, no, no that's not fair. fair that's fair you've raised our expectations yeah. now i'm excited I, i'm <laughs> very much excited but you've been playing um obviously You've played at you played at Stanford, correct? Now, yes. one of the things at Stanford, we think of really smart people, mm. just like walking around, <laughs> laptops out, oh, yeah. taking over the world. They're geniuses. Us, you know, little people, we have no idea. That's true. What is Stanford actually like going to go to? 
it is it is um some of that is true in terms of people walking around with laptops like you know i was famous for bringing my laptop to like sporting events that was very much so an occurrence that you'd see at halftime of our men's soccer games we pull out our laptops and do some work so you know the grind never stops wow. right for there. sure yeah. <laughs> student athlete yeah the athlete um but yeah it, it's a it's a lot more normal than you'd think everyone obviously is very very smart very accomplished um uh, but it's also one of the most welcoming places i've ever been in quite honestly everyone there is there to support you that's from just your people in your dorm teammates that's staff just everyone professors like everyone just wants you to, to succeed there and i think that was something that um i was really taken aback by that's just not what i expected when i entered college but um obviously um it was just phenomenal and it's a great environment to grow and learn in um but yeah there's definitely a bit of um, the nervousness being there and feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm around such smart people. But you realize when you get there that you deserve to be there as well. And so, yeah, it's a little bit of kind of growing into your own and and um, yeah, gaining that confidence as you go. But uh, yeah, it's a lot more normal uh, than you think. But uh, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> and obviously you've now transitioned to, I mean, obviously chasing your sporting dreams coming out here to Australia. I guess what's that been like kind of being able to put all your energy and all your attention into pursuing sport rather than having to balance that with the student life? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And luckily, right before I left Stanford, um, just the way things work, my last season with Stanford ended in like November, December, but I still was finishing my master's. So I didn't, I was still at Stanford until June. finishing your master's. Sorry, yes. Madison, how old are you? Just, I, old old? 20, I just turned 24. No, see, Oscar. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we what doing? Are we, doing? <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure this out because I don't feel like we're on the right path. We don't even right know now. what Godiva chocolate is. Exactly. <laughs> we missed out. What are you doing your master's in? Sorry, if you don't mind asking. Uh, yeah, no, I got my master's in uh, sustainability at Stanford. So, Madison might be the smartest person in the Liberty A League. Is that what you're telling me? Because always we have a mathematician as well yep. in the dub. That's true. So, Madison, maybe we need to have like an intellectual like competition that's happening. Oh, no. Oh, that's, no. That's now I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Well, Madison, I mean, you're an expert in sustainability. How long can oh. you see... Oh, yeah, I know. I've, I've, I've just... You've done that. I've labelled you with that. Uh, you, you, you've, <laughs> I've taken it and I've run with it. How long do you see yourself sticking around in Australia? I know that's an early, it's early to oh, ask good. that question. Well, I've thrown you right in the deep end, but obviously you've enjoyed it so far. Is this something that you're just, yeah. you'll do a season and then you'll head back and see what happens or take it as it comes? How, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, it's a, a little bit of take it as it comes. I'm, I'm only signed for one season as of right now. Um, obviously don't know what, how things will, will play out. Um, obviously as we get to the tail end of season, um, obviously it's a little too soon to really be thinking about anything, uh, like next steps. So I'm very much so just focused on, you know, you know, our game this Saturday and yeah. taking it day by day, week by week. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I am right now. But like I said, I've really, really enjoyed my time here. Um, I would not be surprised if this is not a, a one and done for me. I definitely would love to come love back that. here. And we love that. Um, yeah, it's, it's been great. That's awesome. I mean, and you spoke about focusing on this week. A question about the, the here and now at the moment at Sydney FC. Obviously, Remy Simpson has made her way back to the club and, and you and her are perhaps in direct competition for that starting striker spot, I guess. How, how's that relationship going with Remy? Are you, are you getting competitive? Are you, feel like, are you feeling like <laughs> you're going head-to-head for that spot? 
Yeah, I mean, we're both strikers. It's it's pretty clear that we're both going to be competing for that that spot. But um, luckily at Sydney, we we have depth in every single position. So that is, it's not, you know, anything abnormal. That's every single girl, every single person is at the starting 11 has been fighting for their spot. And it's pretty much so every single day you've got to bring it because you genuinely have someone that could easily step in and, and do the job. And I definitely feel that way about Remy. Um Again, I didn't know her, but she's obviously been at Sydney, very familiar. All the girls know her, and, and she's such a character in the locker room. So I know um, all the girls have really enjoyed having her here. I've enjoyed getting to know her. She's very easy to talk to, and I'm nine and she's 10, so we sit next to each other in the locker room and stuff. And it, it, it's it's very, very fun, very amicable um, relationship. And, yeah, like my first session – well, her first session – um, we we were doing something and she came over and was like, that was, that was amazing. Everything you're doing was great. And I was just like, whoa, like, who is this girl? <laughs> like, you know, like, but that's who, that's who she is. She's just super bubbly, full of life. And, you know, everyone at Sydney just wants the best um, for one another. And, and so, yeah, we have a very friendly relationship. Um, and I think we push each other. So it's, it's all good. No, see, I like to hear that. You know, I love to see women supporting women and, but, you know, you know, but, but getting, but getting competitive, but I, I really like that. But Madison, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the, your your future in terms of like your where you want to see your career. Obviously, you've been mm-hmm. in some national team camps, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. What do you like? How do you see like that pathway? Because obviously, you've you're pretty young and you've come to Australia, and there's been some players in the past, you know, who've played for the national team who've come to come to Australia and then gone back and then established themselves fully in the national team. How do you kind of see that your trajectory in that aspect? Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, there's a, a direct pathway and I've seen that with plenty of uh, plenty of women, women from the NWSL coming here and then going back. I'm more on, kind of on the short-term loan type situations. Um, again, I try not to get too, too ahead of myself. Obviously, Ante is like, you know, he said a couple of weeks ago, like, give it, give me until January. We'll get you into the national team. You know, <laughs> he, he wants that. He wants that for all of his players. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I'm not, trying to get ahead of myself. I know if I want to shot at the national team, I need to to be performing week in, week out for Sydney FC. And so that's that's what I'm focused on. Um but yeah, I think there's there's such a there's such a clear pathway um to really getting myself into the mix with the national team playing here. And it, this is a league that obviously plenty of Americans are familiar with. I feel like I'm getting better here. And that was that's the most important thing. That at the end of the day, if I feel like I'm growing and developing as a player, I'll definitely back myself to to work my way into the team. Um, but yeah, I get in terms of whether that's me being here and then going back and trying to establish myself at the interview cell. I don't know. Um, <laughs> not trying again, not trying to get too ahead of myself, kind of just taking it day by day and, and really focusing on being present. I think that's really important. Um, yeah. For my development. All right, well, Madison, we really appreciate you joining us on the show, even though we, we're not, we're not clearly haven't got our shit, our stuff together. I was almost about to swear. I was almost about to swear. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Because we've got a sustainability, uh, masters of sustainability, mm. Stanford graduate. Yes. Scoring amazing goals at Sydney FC. It's all happening. We need to figure stuff out. And we need yep. to have Godiva. Godiva? That's right. Godiva chocolate yes. next yeah. time Madison comes to the show. <laughs> Madison, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come and join us on the show. And good luck with the rest of the season. And, uh, Good luck for the rest of your career and hopefully come back onto the show. Of course. I'm happy to come back anytime. Thank you guys so much. And Great. please do try Godiva. I do <laughs> want to hear. I want to hear from you after you try it. We shall. Will do. We will, we will head to an ad break and uh, we will we'll be back with uh, just some chat about the upcoming week's games.
pick it. She lays it off. Teresa Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit from Melina Rez. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. We're back here on Radio Dub, and uh, we just—if you missed the first 20 minutes of our uh, our uh, interview or our of the show, not show, inter- of the yeah. show actually—we uh, spoke to Sydney FC striker, new recruit Madison Haley, who's also a Stanford graduate. Who is also a Stanford graduate? It makes me—I was going every time I hear about these like A-League women's players, and they're like athletes and really like intellectual people. I just feel I'm like. Look at us here. What are we doing? It's a bit unfair, isn't it? It really? is. You know, I just feel like we're just giving, like, these guys have, got, have like, they've already got it. They've already got athletic ability. What about the rest of us here, you know? We're here just talking. Unequal distribution yeah, of I talent. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it at all, Oscar. I'm not a fan. But, you know, I'm, I'm a fan for them. Um, but it's good when they bless us with their presence. Exactly. And, that, yeah, that's, and that's so, what I appreciate you know. about it. But enough about the interview before, which you can uh, listen to on everything, really. Everything. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything you like, go check it out. It was a great interview. We really enjoyed having her on. It's great. But looking ahead to this weekend's fixtures, we've got two games starting at three o'clock on Saturday, and I will be doing the uh, Melbourne City and uh, Newcastle Jets game with Catherine Canoli. So check that out if you're not watching Dubzone. And uh, the other 3pm game is Canberra-Wellington. Let's talk a little bit about... Uh, what game do you talk about? Canberra-Wellington or... or we we, we oh can start game. with your game. You can start with my game? Yeah, fair enough. I've actually never been more excited for a game. Never been more excited for a game. That's a big claim. Never been, never been more excited for a game. Never been more excited for a game. All right, tell me because why. Because for this... For, in the dub, maybe. Because it's actually just the vibes fest, if you really think about this game. Mm. Newcastle, for me, are the most fun team in the watch, to watch in the competition at the moment. Murphy Agnew and Sarah Griffiths have been electric on the field. Like, they actually have. been electric, constantly creating chances, going forward. They're really positive with their movements. That's something I really enjoyed watching about it. And Newcastle are just like, when they go forward, I'm always like, oh, are they going to score? And Melbourne City, who I thought were a team that maybe would have taken a step back this year and they've had some changes early on in this season with Rado heading off to coach the men's teams with PK off to France and his son Dario coming in. They've been really well. They had Hannah Wilkinson out, we found out at the start of the season and Maria Rojas has said, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I've got this. What have you made of those both these two times and both these two sides and heading into the game this week? Yeah, well, I get why you're really excited because they have indeed brought many good vibes to the season so far. Absolutely. I, I think they've been two of the most fun teams to watch. Uh, as, as you say, Sarah Griffiths and, uh, and Murphy Agnew have, have brought so much to Newcastle. I think having Tara Andrews there as well just enables those kinds of and players. She, and Tara to... Andrews didn't start like in their – she had Ash Brogan was uh, starting up front for them um, in their first game against Brisbane and then mm. she got injured. And But like they've just got like, good players to interchange in that position at the moment, and I really enjoy watching that. No, for sure they've they've refreshed the team whilst also keeping that stability with you know the the most stable player in the A League women's in, in Cassidy Davis and, and yeah. uh, as well as Lucy Johnson. So I think they've got that balance really well. I, I think the challenge for them is whether they can match it with the teams that have 
just frankly straight up more quality yeah. than them throughout the rest of the season. That's the thing that will most likely hold them back. But for now, at least, they're, I agree, they're, they're so much fun to watch and they're a real treat. Whilst Melbourne City have certainly exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I mean, a few weeks before the season, we I were looking like I, at... I feel like I need to owe people a Melbourne City an apology. Yeah, I mean, but, a few, but a few weeks before the season, we were looking at their squad. We were going, they've lost a whole bunch of players and they haven't replaced them. Hannah Wilkinson's injured. What are they going to do? Where are the goals going to come from? Rihanna Policina's the only person who's going to be able to offer anything. And they've, first of all, recruited really smartly in the final few weeks. And then second of all, as, as we say, that, that the, the way they've played has been really exciting. I think Amina Ekic has been excellent. Uh, she's finding her feet now in terms of just that clinical touch as well. Obviously, they've got super young, exciting players like Daniela Galich, who's blowing everyone away and yeah. everyone's getting really excited about what she can provide. And and just they, like Newcastle, uh, they're having fun. You can see they're having fun and I'm having fun watching them. One of my favourite players from that side has been Rihanna Polizina, who's has been already a double four. Go check out that interview from last season. It was I really enjoyed that. But she, her footwork in... I think she's taken a massive step this season. Yeah. I think she was she was really good last season. Her and Letitia McKenna were, were good and they provided a lot, but she's even taken a bigger step than yeah. I thought maybe would have happened so early in the season. Maybe heading closer to the end of this season, we would have seen, like, we really would have seen the culmination of all her work. But she's put it together so early and it's been really impressive to watch her play. And it, Well, if you look at some of the pillars of the Melbourne City team last season, the likes of Hannah Wilkins and the likes of Rebecca Stott, the likes of Holly McNamara, and the fact that none of them are there at yeah. the moment right now. And, and so I think in many ways everyone was looking to Rihanna Polizina to step up and to fill some of those holes, and she has done that absolutely. No, but I, and I think, that's, I think that's what's really impressive about Melbourne City is that players that you wouldn't have expected, maybe you expected something like, you know, you, when you think about their entire, like, what their capabilities are, you think, oh, they've got it. But so early on, you wouldn't have expected them to put it together so like nicely. Mm. And obviously the season has just started and we have a much longer this se- uh, season this year. It's going to be really interesting to see how they adapt, especially with Hannah Wilkinson coming back and Holly McNamara coming back in like n- early next, I early, think so, yeah. early, to, early next season, uh, next year, not next season, sorry. I'm fascinated by that side. But, the other game at 3 p.m. kickoff on Saturday is that Canberra-Wellington game. Yeah. What are your thoughts heading into that game? Well, I, th- I feel like much like the Newcastle City game, there are lots of good vibes for the Canberra-Wellington no, game. Are. I mean, perhaps You're less... saying Sunday 3 p.m. where Dub Zone is on is good vibes? So are you telling me, Oscar? I'm saying that there will be many, many good vibes for Dub Zone this weekend. Uh, I think, you know, both Canberra and Wellington, they're different to most teams in the competition and that the expectations and the the nature of their existence and of the club is a bit different to, to other teams. But that gives a kind of, dare I say, a liberty to oh, their... Liberty. Uh, oh, look at that. Look at you coming with the puns. He said the name. He said the word. <laughs> he said the thing. Um, yeah, and they, they have a freedom with the way in which they, they play and that they approach the game. Obviously, uh, uh, there's been a bit of discussion about Wellington this season and the fact already and the fact that they have struggled. Obviously, zero points from their opening three games is not ideal having in, in this their second ever, ever season in, in the competition. I, I, I'm certainly not abandoning hope yet for no, Phoenix. I and, don't think. and that's my thing as well. I'm not abandoning. I, I really enjoy the football Wellington play and I like the way they play. Mm. I just think that based on the fact they have a relatively young squad and it is their first season playing together. It's their first season being in New Zealand as well. It's a lot to ask of such a young group. And I think to expect them to win a ridiculous amount of games 
is too is like you're setting them up for failure in that sense. Yeah. I just want to see really good, consistent football throughout the season and see them progress and get better. And I think the wins will come eventually and the draws will also come with them. They will learn a lot and they will be better for it. A lot of these players are heading into next season if they're back in the dub. And what, and what they're bringing is more than just on the pitch. It's, yeah, it's what they're doing for New Zealand, for, for women's football in New Zealand. And we saw that in their first two games at home and to, to just those experiences in many ways make this, it sounds dramatic to say it makes the season a success in and of itself, but I think that more than most football teams around the world, there, there, there are extra elements to, to yeah, what Wellington are bringing absolutely. to the competition and they've, they're bringing that and that's really exciting. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited to see Grace Jarley face her former side. For sure. She's been, I think she's been good. She's start, been brilliant. Um, to start this season and yeah, what a, what a talent that Canberra snapped up because Canberra... When they kept announcing players, I was like, how is Canberra just... They keep getting, accumulating a lot of talent. So I'm fascinated to see as the season goes on how they'll put, put it together because I don't think they've clicked. They haven't clicked yet. Um, but it's kind of like Wellington. So. It's like, it's a bit like Wellington in the sense that there's lots of youth, there's lots of squad turnover, there's a bigger picture here. Their circumstances are different to, well, every other club in the competition. So I, I feel like that needs to... Uh, that needs to be relevant or be taken into account when we assess how this Canberra side's going. But on the pitch, they've actually been going really quite well up to this point. I think they've also exceeded expectations. or They have been a team which has exceeded expectations, although I do think we'll learn a lot about them in this game against Wellington. I feel like this is a game that Canberra will rightfully yeah. I'm, say I'm, they I'm, have think, to win. Yeah, no, they have to win this game. To, yeah, I think they, they can in sort of strong favourites. And for me, I want to see a, like a full 90 from Canberra, yeah. though, because I, I don't think I've seen a full 90. Maybe I'm incorrect in that, but... In seeing their games, I think they've they've had really good periods, but you know, unlike City, um, I think City probably been one of the only sides that have actually put in a full ninety minutes of like mm. control. Um, but yeah, I'm wanting to see that. But the other Saturday game this week, which is a five oh five kickoff, is uh, Sydney FC, who Madison Haley plays for, and uh, against Brisbane Raw. I think that's going to be a cracker of a game, and absolutely like I. I think both sides, Sydney FC heading into this game with uh, Nat Tobin um, mm. out with after she getting two yellow cards in the the derby last weekend. How both sides are going to match up because Sid, uh, Brisbane have a lot of they have very threatening side going forward. Um, I think defensively is is has been their issue for the a few seasons now. Mm. Um, so I want to see how those two teams match up. Yeah, I, I I'll reserve judgment on Brisbane at the moment. They are the team that I'm perhaps more concerned about than most the way that Melbourne City outclassed them last weekend that 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 uh, and of course they are doing this whole stage of the season without their best player in Katrina Gorry which yeah. is a huge loss because their team be changes so significantly when yeah. she's playing and and the Absolutely. balance in the midfield I think is much more even and it allows by her playing it allows the other other players to be significantly better because they have a reduced workload mm. on the field so they are more free moving going forward and she gives them, I think, some stability going back where she gives direction to a lot of players as well. So Yeah, and look, I, I'm not writing off Brisbane by any means, but I think that if they are comfortably outplayed by Sydney and this is a 3-4 mar- goal yeah. margin, that I'm... I'm, I, it's very I'm, early to jump off the it, ship. It, it, it is really early to jump off the ship, but I'm not I, I was. I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that gap would be too big to overcome if they were to prove that they are with another team so substantially behind. 
No, and uh, I think that's, that's fair. That's fair for you to say. But uh, the side that came out, uh, both sides had tough weekends last week. We've got uh, Adelaide United, who came, lost last minute, best basically. To Should work. we deal with that game last? Because you, for the week, so that we can talk. Oh, so actually, can, you know what, yeah. Oscar, you see, this I'm is why. Forward thinking. This is why you are the new co-host and not Lockie anymore. Uh, this is why. That's this is why. It's uh, not that Lockie's in Sydney. It's that you know. This is the reason. This yes. is the reason. Yes. This is the reason. Uh, but no, the other game on Sunday, seven p.m. kickoff. The last game. Last game. This game is going to be a cracker. We have uh, one of the members of the uh, Coachwell dress. Oh, sorry, Dresswell Coachwell Playwell fraternity in uh, Alex Parkus, is Perth Glory taking on uh, maybe the best coach in the competition in Jeff Hopkins. Um, they both their sides. Face Eat off. well, coach well, play well is the Jeff Hopkins handbook. I think is it big fan of you know if regularly see him munching on a banana. That is that is true. Know, that is true. Um, but uh, no, both two both sides haven't maybe haven't started the season the no. way they would have liked. Especially victory, I think they've surprised a lot of people the way they've struggled early on. So it's going to be really fascinating to see if what changes after their win last weekend and how players are played. I think this is perhaps the most consequential game of the weekend because, as you say, two sides who I think most people were expecting to be right in and around the top four, a victory perhaps even better than that this season. And they've both made slow starts to the season, albeit victory coming off the back of a win. And I think that losing this game on, on Sunday night puts you so far behind the rest of the competition, of course, now we have a longer season, so that's less severe than it would have been in, but in it years is still gone only by. A, it is still only a final, like a top four. So, but it is know. still only a top four. So I, like if Perth lose this game, that's a huge, huge gap to overcome yeah. at this stage of the season, even though I've actually quite liked how they've played even in the absence no, and of good results. This is this is my thing has been constantly about Perth. I am... I love the way they play, and yeah. I think that Alex Parker is a great is a great coach with the squad that he's the his way to get the best out of all his players. I think has been really impressive, and to see the likes of Hannah Lowry, I think this season she's looked better to me. Yeah, um, her ability, but they just can't get wins together, and I think it will click. But with the longer season, and they've only been a top four, they have more time to figure it out, but also. How much time do they really have in terms of, like, being able to not not fall too far away from the the top four pack? Yeah, I, I think that Perth may be a, a classic case of a team that you know has you see the potential there. They play good football. They have, they have exciting great, players, good players. But I mean, I think particularly defensively, they've been really suspect so far this season. I think they've conceded something like five goals in their opening three games. Yeah, they've conceded five. They've scored. Four, they're on a minus one at the moment. Yeah, and and that just leaking goals may hold them back, uh, which which I don't want to see because because I really like Perth. I really like the way they approach it. Of course, there is a meaningful amount of MPL Victoria but, bias in that, but yeah, I, I think they're wonderful. I think you know, like if you take into account a side like Newcastle, Newcastle have conceded. Uh, it looks like six goals and I've scored seven more. Yeah, and obviously that uh, Western Sydney Wanderers game was um has help them out in like that. But if you are, if you're very, if you're more threatening, like going forward, which I think sometimes they can be a bit apprehensive around the box and they did, they're not as direct as maybe they need to be. Um, then when you're leaking that many goals, yeah. it makes it much more difficult when you're trying to catch up if you're not as threatening going forward. But 
Absolutely, I 100% agree. But I think that equally, you know, the the nature of the quality and the, you know, the the untapped potential of this team means that any week they could turn it on and they could just play any, I, I think just about any other side in the competition, just about off the park. They've got those kinds of players and they approach the game in that kind of way. That, that Perth, for me, have a really high ceiling that I'm excited to see them reach at least at I think some point I this think season. I think they will. I have no... Yeah. no I'm um, not as worried about Perth no, as, no, as no, other teams. No, I feel no, like no. It, the results will, will come. Well, the results will come because those, um, you know, those quality players, I just don't think they will allow that to happen yeah. throughout their season. Um, we'll talk about the final game and then we'll head to an ad, an ad break and then we'll come back with our, our, our guest, our big guest. Big guest. Big guest. Is that two big guests? Two big guests. Two big guests, come on. Uh, but that final game of this weekend, which is the 4pm kickoff on Sunday, is uh, the Wanderers taking on Adelaide, with Adelaide going down last minute to uh, uh, Western United, who've had a fantastic season to start off. They've got the bye yep. this week. Um, I just realised that after we've gone through all the teams. Mm. But uh, Sydney, uh, sorry, Adelaide going down 2-1 last week, courtesy of a Sydney Cummings goal, I believe. Yep, the, and then Emma Robers goal. And yep. Emma Robers goal as well. And they take on the Wanderers who went down 1-0 to a 10-man Sydney FC, 10-woman, sorry, Sydney FC side. How have you seen, obviously the Wanderers only played two games mm. to start the season and we've seen uh, Adelaide, you know, against Perth and who are the other, just other game they've played? I've, my brain has escaped me. The Newcastle game. The Newcastle game. Sorry, this is Adelaide, the Wanderers? No, yeah, there's no Adelaide, this is Adelaide. Oh, yeah, hold on. We've got yeah, this. Adelaide have played Sydney as well. Sydney as well. As well. But um, how do you see those two teams heading into this weekend's matchup? I, there is so much change at Western Sydney. Cat Smith is a an, an inexperienced coach at this level, uh, despite having strong pedigree, particularly here in Victoria. I really think that the the game against Sydney on the weekend, uh, I really hoped that Western Sydney would have managed that situation better. They were they they were nil nil. They had a, a player advantage for the majority of the match, and even then, it, they I never really felt like they were you know banging down the wall. They were it, it was the down wall was going to burst at any point in time. And you know of course that's against a, a behemoth of a Sydney FC team. Like that that that's true, but where this Western Sydney Wanderers side want to be and where they, you know, arguably should be or could be. I, I, I was really disappointed in that sense. Uh, I think there is a degree of misfortune in that as well, particularly with the Melissa Caceres injury, because I think Melissa yeah. Caceres has been just about their best player this season. She's She's been fantastic. But, yeah, look, as, you know, it's I sound like a broken record when I say there's lots of change in this squad, lots of new things, new players and just a few pillars holding down the the the, the fort, the likes of Claire Hunt, who I, who I think has been impressive. But we really, I, I think that we need to start seeing some some steps, or even if they're small steps, but some steps forward from Western Sydney, which we haven't seen in the first two games of the season. Yeah, I think the the longer the um, the struggles at in front of goal go on, the bigger it becomes and obviously it is it's there are some players there who, who were there last season who you know struggled to like were part of that group that struggled to score so there's a bit of, there is a lot of change and I think Cat Smith has spoken a, a lot about the fact that they do need to score a lot of goals and they've it's a really big thing that they need to address as a team because you obviously you can't win football games without scoring goals I think I, I don't know if it's a case of they need just one player to to spark it or if it needs to be a collective effort where they're just 
we're not trying to get one player to score like ten goals this season. We're just we're just trying to get everybody to contribute. And obviously with Caseras out, that's a big thing. But I think Sophie Harding has has been like going forward and getting crosses in there. They just haven't had anyone in the middle to to reach those crosses that she's been playing in. So I, I think maybe it's a, a a bit of them still adapting to Cat Smith's system and yeah. and and I think that maybe once they do because she's her structure is very well like if you've seen her sides or her our main sides they're very like structured and they know their their roles I think once they maybe they click them the goals might come I don't know if it's going to be enough goals for them this season but I do just want to see a step from last season because last season in front of goal they weren't threatening and and that's how a lot of teams got away with just maybe not being as strong defensively because they weren't fearful of Western no. Western Sydney Wonders when they were going forward. And the only thing I'd add to that is that it's in my mind. There's no way this is a single player fix. I don't think yeah. there's just a striker that they can bring in a player of you know Madison Haley's quality who would make this all okay. There are there are layers to this, and they're trying to make those structured changes with the new coach. And uh, I, I hope that that they can start to see those improvements in the next few weeks. No, and uh, absolutely. What we'll do, we will we'll head to a break, and then right after this break, we'll. Uh, Speak to uh, Adelaide United coach Adrian Stenter. Pickett, she lays it off to Reza Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit from Melina Rez. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. And uh, we are back here on Radio Dub for the final time tonight. And you know what, Oscar? We need to finish the show off right. We do. You know, we've, we've spoken to a player. That's nice. Well, now we need to talk to, the, to the, the ones who make all the decisions before game time. They pick the players. We need to talk to one of the best coaches. Coach of the season last year. Right. Adelaide United head coach, Adrian Stenter. Adrian, thank you for joining us on the show. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. No, it's 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 good to have you on because, Adrian, I've coined a new phrase this season. <laughs> it's called dress well, coach well, play well. Because I feel like I've seen you with some cool sneakers or just come <laughs> in with some like quality sneakers. Do you subscribe to that, uh, that saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Possibly, possibly on the weekend. <laughs> I, uh, I normally just coach in a, in a tracksuit or something like that. But, um, yeah, the club's got me a, a suit for this season. So I, uh, I, I put that on on the weekend with a, a pair of white sneakers and uh, didn't go too well for us because we lost. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if I looked good, then, then that's do you something. Think, do you think that the sneak, like you have the best sneaker game out of all the coaches in the competition? Or do you think like Alex Aparkas would have you like pipped? Absolutely not. I'm, uh, I've got no fashion sense at all. So, <laughs> so, so maybe I've, maybe I've like, or maybe I, he had like, you wore your best sneakers the day that I saw. I was like, oh, this guy, he's got, he knows what he's doing. Maybe I've been deceived, Oscar. <laughs> I, 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 I want to just say, Adrian, again, welcome to Radio Dub, where we ask the hard hitting questions. Absolutely. This is, this is, <laughs> yeah. you know, pure, 
tactical, in-depth analysis. No, look, we're a serious show here. I stay out of these kinds of debates because That's I'm because your sneaky game is not right. That, guys, yeah, well, so therefore, I'm not even going to pretend to to in, engage in this conversation. I'm just going to swiftly move it along and say, Adrian, Adrian. Obviously, we're now a few games into the season. Uh, started positively. Obviously, had the unfortunate loss last weekend. How have you seen your sides form early on? Yeah, it's been a bit of a mixed bag, but um, that's kind of the way it is generally at the start of the year uh, because players come in with varying levels of, of fitness and game time um, for, for varying amounts of times. And so I always say it probably takes a good three or four rounds to to, to see where teams are really at. Um, but to pick up some points along the way, despite you know not necessarily playing our best, has been positive. Do you think with your side, obviously with the expect like last season, first time the club had made the finals in this in the competition do you think there's more pressure heading into this season or do you find like there's you're feeling a lot freer because you've hit that milestone from last season uh probably a little bit of both but to be honest the pressure that we feel comes from within so we've got a very driven group that uh, was disappointed with the way last season ended despite making that that, that maiden finals appearance and so they have really high expectations of themselves and each other. And, and so that's where that pressure comes from. And, and from my point of view, I'm just glad that we got that, that sort of elephant out of the room so people can stop talking about it and we can, we can move on and concentrate on, on making more history. And so what's different about this season, Adrian? Is that, what, what do you see in this squad? Are the expectations different? Is there something different in terms of the way you're playing, the quality that you think will take you that extra step? Uh, I think I've said this a few times, but I think we've probably got a little bit more of a, a balanced squad this year, a little bit more depth. Um, and we've got some some players that have been involved with the group for a, a number of years now, and they are really keen to try and, you know, achieve something with this club because they've invested so much into it. So I think that real want and desire to, um, you know, go as far as they can in, in this competition is certainly present in the conversations I have with them. Has there been any players that you've maybe that you had with you last season, but or maybe some new players you've got in this year that have really surprised you, have taken a, a leap, or of like their ability, they're like they're better than what you thought they were going to be. I wouldn't say they've surprised me, or that they're better than I thought they were going to be, because I have you know really uh, a really high opinion of my playing group and the individuals within it. Um, but I think if you're just looking over the first few games of the season, I think someone like Annie Grove in goals has been outstanding and has taken another step forward for a young keeper who I think is one of the best in the competition. Um, and then probably two players that have really stood out for our team so far this year have been Dylan Holmes and, and Chelsea Dorber, who have both played um, some really consistent football across the first three rounds and, and led the side well. The player at Adelaide that I think I've had the most fun watching early on in this season, Adrian, has been Xiao Yu Yi. I mean, she brings something to to the competition, really, that's so rare and that's so hard to find. And even if it hasn't all resulted yet in the goals and assists that I think most of us are expecting to My see at some point. My fantasy team is waiting for those points. <laughs> I'm waiting. Some fantasy teams are desperately clinging on to. I guess, how, how, how have you seen her contribution to the squad? Yeah, Zhao's made a positive contribution to the squad. She's, uh, you know, a lovely person and great to have around the group. Technically a very good player as well. And 
it's just been a bit of an adjustment period for her, um, you know, coming into a new environment. Um, English is a second language as well, so there's been a bit of adjusting there and, and just trying to get used to, you know, the way we play and the, and the players around her. Um, but she's been a really positive uh, contributor so far. I mean, obviously a player with significant pedigree and, and international experience. How did you, I guess, go about bringing her down to Adelaide? Uh, just our club um, has some connections with, uh, with with football over in China. Um, we have a, a Chinese club that's a sister club of ours as well. And and so it was just through that, that um, uh, where some people within our club uh, were able to, you know, get in contact with, um, some people associated with the national team over there. And I think um, Australia is a good destination at the moment because the competition is getting stronger, but also because we're hosting the World Cup next year. So to have some players come down here and acclimatise to our conditions is a benefit for them. How have you, obviously the, the, this season has seen like some, some changes, new team coming in and the lo- lo- extended season. As a coach, have you had to change anything about the way you'd have to approach the season or has anything had to change from you in that way? No, not really. Um, we're just um, going about it as we normally would. Um, I think the standard of the competition has increased this year from last year. So we know that there's a lot of, um, you know, tough matches and tough opponents that we need to take on. But, um, yeah, I've, I've been involved with this group for, you know, quite a few years now. And so, um what we've done so far has, has has worked well for us and we'll continue down that, that similar sort of path. Now, Adrian, we've had some of your players on and they've spoken about how you have a quote each week and, you know, you, you've got it, you've said it. Obviously with the longest season, you've had to, you probably had to find some like different quotes. Like, <laughs> like the, do you have source. like, is there a database <laughs> of Adrian Stenter quotes like that you just like, like the regular ones that you go to or like have you had to find some new ones this year? I've probably changed it up a little bit because you're right. You know, it is hard to find a number of quotes, but I do. I do have a little bit of a database that I keep, so um, that's that's a good pick up there. But um, I, I think I'm heading more down the path of storytelling this year than than using quotes before games. So um, yeah, I, I, I try to make pre-game talks as interesting as possible because you want the players to listen to what you're saying, um, and and hopefully. They take one or two things with them into the game. Can you can you let us know what like is there like a favourite one of yours that you like pull down? You're like, I've really I've done well here with this one. <laughs> Not really. Uh, just uh, I, to be honest, like I'm so invested in the game that half the time I can't even remember what I say or what I speak <laughs> about. So um, yeah, so probably. Like the girls always give me a hard time because there was one game a couple of years ago where I actually quoted the Pope, I think, and that uh, probably didn't work out. Probably didn't work out as well as I would have hoped. So yeah, one of my less successful ones. So the Pope is no is a no go. The Pope is a no go. The quote doesn't have the quote. Well, I I mean, Adrian. I mean, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, I don't think I'll be going back down that, that path again. So no. <laughs> The Pope is, is out. It's out. I mean, if we were ever lucky enough to have an, an A-League's all-access episode with Adelaide United, <laughs> would we get to, to hear one of either your quotes or your stories? Would we all be invited into this world? Yeah, like uh, yeah. If, that, if, that's, if that's what people were interested in and they wanted to hear, they're more than, more than welcome to, uh, to have a listen. So, um, 
Yeah, I've really enjoyed that um, aspect of the the season for both the A-League men and and women this year. I think it's given a really interesting insight into into the uh, what goes on in in the football world during the week and on match days. See, I'm I'm a big fan of it, and see what I imagine, Adrian. What you were doing was like a bit of like a Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society, you know. Just a real like you guys is it like is there's a scene where he's like they're on the field and he's just like they were running around saying this quote like that's what the the imagery I have <laughs> and then like on like the final day of the season they all go oh captain my captain yeah is that am I thinking of it wrong or if are I'm, we reading too far are into we this reading too far into it? <laughs> uh, yes and no <laughs> uh, I do I, I do come from a teaching background. So I'm a, a high school teacher. So I guess there's that right. that connection with Dead Poet Society. Uh, and, I like a captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, on, on a slightly more serious note, I guess as as a coach who's you know clearly had success quite recently, I mean, how much of your success in the coaching sphere do you attribute to? I guess that capacity to motivate, the capacity to tell stories, as opposed to you know strict tactics and and, and strategy and player selection. Oh, I think it's there's a place for all of it. Like um, it, it's all really important. If you get too caught up in just one aspect or dimension of coaching, um, then I think you run the risk of of not fulfilling some of the other ones. And for me, coaching is all about two things: about teaching and learning, and also about relationships. And so, um, yeah, I try and find interesting ways to in- engage the players so that we have that that relationship um, and we're able to sort of learn off each other. Heading heading into this weekend, obviously your side faces the Wanderers, and looking at that game, what do you what are you thinking about that game? Uh, do you see any things that like the, you think key matchups that for your side? You're like, oh, this is like this is going to be a great test for our side to see how we are defensively or going forward or whichever. Yeah, all of our clashes with Western Sydney over the last few years have been really tight ones, and um, they always give us a really a really good game. Um, Hard to know because they've only played a couple of games this year and a new coach and a lot of new players as well. So um, we we know that we're going there to face a side that's going to be really hungry for their first win for the year. Um, and my side needs to respond, you know, after what happened at the end of our game last week as well. So I think it's going to be an excellent clash over, over in Sydney and we're really looking forward to it. And I've got to ask now... I've, I don't know because you moved your head. Is that a Rafael Nadal hat on the top of your head just then? Is that what you're wearing? Is that Look at that. Yes. <laughs> Favourite coach in the competition right there. Favourite <laughs> coach. I saw that Rafa hat and I said, this is why Adrian is one of my favourite coaches in the competition. <laughs> I've seen enough spot. Are you a yeah. Rafa fan, Adrian? I am. Big, big Rafa fan. Yes. Uh, you know, lo- love Federer as well. I'm a, I used to play a bit of tennis as well, actually, and um, really enjoy that that game and um, yeah. watching those, those matches and fantastic athletes, really high skill level, um, really mentally tough as well. So yeah, I love the, uh, the summer of tennis when it, when it comes to Australia. No, it's coming to Adelaide in a few weeks it as well, I think. So, yeah, it's big time for, for Adrian Stenter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you reckon you would beat every other coach in the competition in a tennis game? Great question. Oh, might as well just say yes to make it interesting. <laughs> of course. If you said no, it would have been like, don't be too humble. Like, come on, like, be serious. You would comfortably – who do you reckon would be like the biggest – like if there was like a 
uh, A-League, um, coach, A-League women's coaches just in a competition of just like uh, uh, 10 sports, who do you reckon comes down top? Do you reckon like you've coming like pretty close to the top? Of 10 different sports? Yeah, just like, you know, it was just like it was at the end of it, it was like multi-athlete, yeah, multi-athlete you know, yeah. you get points at the end of it. Uh, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure, actually. It would depend on what the sports would be, but um, I'd definitely give it a crack. I'd like to think I'd finish in the top half for sure. Yeah. But you'd back your tennis game against any of the other coaches. Uh, I haven't played tennis for a while, but yeah. I, on, I, with I the Rafa hat, done, <laughs> finished. Yeah. No one's got it. No one's got a chance. And um, I think on that note, Adrian, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us on Radio Dub. And good luck for this season, uh, this weekend's matchup against the Wanderers. And good luck for the rest of the season. Maybe you might get be back-to-back coach of the year. Maybe, who knows? Is that... Is that a possibility? You going for it? Oh, you never know. We'll, we'll, you never know. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'd, I'd rather win something with the team than, than anything individual this year. And um, yeah, if we can do that, I'll be very happy. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us. And thank every all of you for joining us uh, tonight on Radio Dub. You can always catch us on anywhere, really. All the it? platforms. All the platforms. And uh, we shall see you. Next week. You'll be here, Oscar. Next week. Oh, actually, you know, you might That's not fair. be here. We'll see. Maybe Lockie will be back. We'll have to, we'll have to think about it. Bye for now, uh, but not, for, not forever. Pickett, she lays it off. Teresa Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit from Melina Rez. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick. Meet him alone. Down. I came to get down.